Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you guys had a fantastic weekend. Enjoyed the Hagman Show on Friday. Ted was on there, and they had a great show, as always. And again, I was encouraging people continually get this information out there and forward it. You know, I went. Over, I was in Tampa all weekend. We had an event that I was helping host over there, and we stayed over right off the uh, water over in downtown Tampa. And it was interesting because I started to talk to numerous different people that I ran into, and a lot of people, and I mean a lot of people, are starting to wake up of what's really going on. One of our friends, he had his wife with him, and I was talking to her, and I mean she was like right there neck and neck with me. I mean, she she didn't about the whole thing all the way back to Genesis 6. And it's funny because we're starting to see this great awakening now with the attempt of this great reset that they're trying to push on everybody. And in turn, what it's starting to do now is it's starting to make more and more and more people wake up and say, something's not right. This doesn't make sense. None of this adds up whatsoever. We're seeing that the unilateral usage of basically power that's not even been given or granted by huge portions of the government, including the CDC, where they're just pretty much doing whatever they want. I mean, like I told you guys last week, we had the FDA panel and what an 18 to 2 vote said that they did not recommend the booster shot at all. Then all of a sudden the CDC came around and said, but doesn't matter. We're still going to approve it. FDA says, oh, we're going to approve it. And the, the panel goes, the committee is like, well, why are we here? You know, we almost unilaterally vote to not do the booster because we have no idea what's going to be do, happen with this because of how many side effects we're already seeing. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It shows you the agenda they're pushing. Now we see that they're trying to vote on this this infrastructure bill today, which I've encouraged everybody, make sure you're emailing your representatives. I don't know if it actually makes a difference, but one thing I know is it's worth the fight and it's worth the try because this infrastructure bill, as I've told you guys last month when they were getting this thing spooled up, is not only a complete and total globalist dream, it's a nightmare for the general populace in the United States. If you guys have seen it, the bill is so massive that most representatives don't even know what's in it. Its focus almost is entirely is on Green New Deal policy that includes creating a climate court. I found that out. Yes, you heard me. A court full of climate activists like purple hair Greta Thunbergs that are going to be dictating U.S. policy because they deem it to be so. The bill also aims at expanding Medicare to cover hearing, vision, and dental, which at first glance you go, okay, that's good for Medicare. However, Medicare would collapse in less than five years if they do not massively generate more money. And that's not coming from me. That's coming from Medicare trustees. can't be done. You can't handle it. The thing about dental, hearing, and vision for Medicaid, Medicare, massive corporate increase tax increases, higher than communist China and higher than almost every industrialized country on the planet, by the way. You look at the numbers on them. It's going to take even the personal income tax rate to almost 40%. A massive, massive corruption in showing that almost $100 billion is going to be going to the IRS to fund the hiring of at least 100,000 new employees who are essentially going to be doing one thing. They're going to be auditing everybody, and it's 2,400 pages, and the majority of the representatives haven't even read it. 
So, yeah, that's what they're trying to vote on today to completely and totally finalize the ruin of the United States with the Green New Deal. That's all this is. This is the Green New Deal that they put out a couple of years ago, and it's renamed to make it sound like it's an infrastructure bill, and they're going to help build roadways, and it's $3.5 trillion. This thing, this thing goes through, and you start seeing all this different money and all this different push. You're not even, we're not even going to um, believe what's going to happen with inflation. I mean, that, it, it's going to go so outrageous, I don't think most people even understand it. And this is why they're rolling out the digital currency. I've told you guys repeatedly, Bitcoin has been specifically used and rolled out as a beta test template to see how they can get the digital currency global. That's all Bitcoin's been. Now, of course, there's been some people that have made a ton of money in it. There's been a lot of people that have lost a ton of money in it and back and forth. But here's the thing. The reason why they're wanting a digital currency is so they can control, manipulate, and transfer the wealth any direction they want at any time. If you guys saw now, uh, El Salvador. El Salvador rushed last week to be the first country to adopt Bitcoin as legal tender. They're now saying that is their standard of currency now is Bitcoin, and for the time being, they still will accept U.S. dollars at stores. But Bitcoin is the main currency now. You scan it, you download the app, you basically use your Bitcoin wallet, and you pay for everything on your phone. Now, for some odd reason, nobody else has asked the question, what happens when you lose Internet service? Oh, okay. (laughs) What happens if... The infrastructure goes down, and you have a hurricane, and there's no power, and there's no Internet for a week or two weeks. What happens when you're totally relying on Bitcoin on your phone, and you drop your phone in a puddle of water in the lake, and you lose your phone? This whole push in order to control and maintain the currency through Bitcoin is one of the largest, most manipulative schemes we've ever seen in the world history, because here's going to be the next step. What happens when you do something you're not supposed to do, like talk about natural nutrition online or on the podcast? They go, oh, sorry, your internet and your Bitcoin wallet's been suspended now. You cannot buy or sell any longer until you do what you're told to do. Thinking what happened, look what's already happened in communist China with their social credit score. There's a lot of places you can't even go. You can't even get into. They'll ban you. Your facial recognition, your whole system's in the profile. You are basically a bad social credit score, you know, peasant. You're not allowed to go in. This is where it's going, and that's why I've continued to encourage people. Make sure you still try to use cash when you can with certain things. There's a reason why they're trying to push this IRS thing in here now. That they want to see every transaction over six hundred dollars. I mean, what? Is this is this really where we're going to go? I mean, what happened? Like I said about having. Protected property. What what happened to having privacy? No, this is not where they want to take it. They want to make sure they continue to push the agenda. And while everybody's still running around arguing about whether or not they should get an RNA gene editing injection to make themselves sick, you see all these other things going on behind the scenes. COVID now is nothing more than a pure distraction. That's all it is used for now. They can't even isolate this virus anymore. They come out with a different type of you know, variant every single week, some new name to try to keep telling everybody that it's running around. There's definitely viruses everywhere every day. There's no question about that. We're seeing now that the vast majority of people that are dying in the hospital are not dying from COVID. They're dying from remdesivir or they're dying from the other drugs that they're injecting them with, telling them that it's for their protection. 
while at the same time they put them on a ventilator and watched them die while they got an IV of remdesivir in their system. They shut down their kidneys and liver. Seen it happen now multiple times. Multiple times it's happened. I've personally seen. But yet we're all supposed to be running around wearing a mask, being scared going outside. And one thing I was glad I saw basically a uh, post yesterday that somebody sent me, and it was going about how Florida now, and DeSantis was the main one that basically was putting this up here, and he had a press conference the other day, and he went into detail with our new Florida Surgeon General on COVID, and he came out, and the Surgeon General blatantly said, he goes, we're done with fear in Florida. We're not basing anything off fear. It's going to be based on logic and reasoning now, and this is what we're going to do. The good news is they're saying at Floridians, the new Surgeon General, Dr. Joseph Lopato, plans to reinstate public health policies based on real science and rejecting propagated fear porn from the mainstream media. And he goes on the detail to talk about how this cannot go on like this. People actually have to live their lives, and never in history have we based everything we've been doing now in the hospitals and with the scientists on fear. Everything is based on fear right now, and that is not a way anybody should live, especially not Christians. So, again, I encourage everybody, get your immune system strong and keep it strong. One of the most effective things you can do right now. And on top of that, live your life. Eat clean food. Exercise. Get fresh air. Take off the stinky mask. It's still embarrassing. Embarrasses me how many people go around walking around outside with masks on. I still see it. It was a Tampa walk around masks. Now a lot of people, majority of them weren't. But you still see some of the clowns on with you know masks on their face. I watched when we went ate breakfast. I watched ladies, three ladies. They were basically got their food. They're sitting at the table. We're outside on this big patio area over the bay. They're eating food. They get up. Now they've been sitting there for like an hour. They were sitting there eating food. They get ready to leave. And they put on these masks over their face, and they, like, scurry off outside, down the walkway, off to the sidewalk, and they're gone. And I'm sitting there going, America's half of them devoid of all reasoning. I mean, how in the world do you even justify that in your head to make you think there's any level of protection or normality or reasoning to that type of behavior? And the truth is there's not. It's the Covidian cult now is taking hold of people's minds, and that's why it's so important we continue to get the truth out there and teach people how to maintain a natural immune system, how to keep their bodies and their minds strong, and how to continue to live in reasoning and not live in fear. What do you think, Dev? Uh, you know, Austin, I, I believe you're right. You know, all the way from the Bitcoins, you know, China's now rejecting Bitcoins. So they want to put their own cryptocurrency out, and, you know, people don't want – they don't realize that the entire, like you said, the Bitcoin information is all being done as far as a beta test to find out how they can get it implemented. And you got El Salvador, which is already a failed third world country. Like you said, what happens when their internet goes out? I mean, everything you said is true, including the Covidian cult. And, and we just got to realize, you know, as Christians, you know, and as patriots, that, you know, fear porn is not how you live your life. It can't be that. And that's what they've done. That's exactly what Goebbels did. So that, that's what Nazi Germany did. That's what Edward Bernays taught Goebbels to do. Edward Bernays being the Kabbalist, his cousin of Sigmund Freud, Kabbalist, you know, and, you know, Goebbels being the high level Nazi propaganda minister who committed suicide after the war. I mean, all of this stuff uh, basically is being done to us because it's been beta tested and it's been tried and they're, and they're doing it. And, you know, and I'm, I'm going to tell you this, this thing that we call COVID, whatever the heck it is, whatever latest variant of the bioweapon they put out is nothing to be trifled with. 
But still, Austin's exactly right. The vast majority of the people who are dying of COVID have comorbidities. They've got other health issues. Probably a lot, a lot of them are obese. And a lot of them basically are being put on ventilators and left to die on remdesivir. And Austin's 100% right. And, and that's what we see. In fact, my, my good friend who's been in the hospital struggling with this now last night at 4 a.m. in the morning, he was put on a ventilator. And I just told my, I told his family, I'm praying for you and praying for, praying for my friend. That's all I could say. You know, but you know, when you tell people and you explain the things to people, you know, let me, hey, let me stop. Let me, let me do this. Let me do this in a different way. I love you guys. I really do. I appreciate you. And I try to share as much information as I possibly can with you. And I try to also share as much information as I can with my friends that I know. The problem is when someone's not willing to listen, when you tell them, please tell your doctor no remdesivir, and you send them links after links after links of journal articles showing the remdesivir causes kidney failure within five days and cascading organ failure within ten, that it was developed at Fort Detrick as a bioweapon. And it's not something you want cursing through your veins, all right? Coursing through your veins, a little slip of Freudian there. And you don't want any of this stuff in your body. But the reality is this. People still don't listen. People are so scared of the white coat clergy. I'm going to say it that way. Of the priesthood of medicine. You know, they've got their white coat on and they got their lab jacket on and they hold the power of life and death in people's eyes. And, oh, I'm scared of the doctor. I can't say anything. Guys, that has to stop. Okay. If you don't want your loved one to have a certain medical procedure done or if you want your loved one to have something done like vitamin C intravenously, if they're not willing to do that, you need to fire the doctor, change hospitals and put them somewhere else. I'm telling you what you need to do. Now, if you don't want to do that, that's your choice. It really is. Everybody's got a choice here. Everybody's got to make that choice. But a lot of people do the normalcy bias and willful ignorance and willful disobedience and other things aren't willing to make choices and changes they need to. Uh, the show I did with Hagman, I encourage everybody to talk, to walk. <laughs> I encourage everybody to watch and listen to that show because I talked about you know willful ignorance and how a lot of times normalcy bias evolves into willful ignorance and how people end up basically believing the lie because they want to believe the lie. And it, and it shifts from normalcy bias. I mean, we, we all want the country back. That's normalcy bias. But when you see this stuff going on, like with this infrastructure bill, which is basically, like Austin said, it's just the new Green Deal that's going to destroy everything because they realize they have to overwhelm the country with social welfare programs via Cloward and Piven in order to destroy the republic, and they're putting the final nail in the coffin of the United States of America. You know, the Social Security can't simply can't pay for Medicare and Medicaid, especially with baby boomers all retiring. They've got 10 more years, and all the baby boomers will be done. They'll be out, and there'll be hundreds of millions of people that are on Social Security in the United States unless they kill them all with COVID and reduce the population of baby boomers so people can't remember what the United States used to be. And that's where we're finding ourselves right now, watching it happen right before us. Now, I'm going to say something, and i got to be very careful how I say this. I have people contact me constantly okay, about supplements they're taking that they're not getting from health masters. And they're asking me, will this do this, or will this work, or will this work, or will this work? And my response is always, I don't know. What do you mean by that, Ted? Look, you know, we have so much work done and the research and R&D on our supplements to make sure they work right. Every single batch is tested. If the batch doesn't pass, it fails. That's why we don't have any powdered multiple right now. It's about to come. We're about to get it back now because the batch failed. 
We don't put stuff out that's no good. And I'm going to say this. If I bring people on the show as guests, which I rarely do, I'm not telling you to buy their vitamins. I'm not telling you that their vitamins are okay. I'm not telling you to go to Walmart and buy vitamins. I haven't had any of this stuff tested. And so you guys have to think through, you know, as patriots and as Christians and as, you know, supporters of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, we're your family and we're trying to help you. But please, don't confuse my, how should I say, having a guest on or discussing someone in general or talking about someone who's written a book as an endorsement of their supplements. I'm not doing that. I really am not. I can't. I don't know the product. I don't know what they're producing. So I just wanted to share that with you guys because I keep getting all these phone calls. We bought this from Walmart. We bought this from Sam's. We bought this from GNC. We bought, 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 bought. And I'm like, stop it. I don't know. I can't tell you. All I can tell you is that when I have had certain things tested from other organizations and other manufacturers, they were what they said they were on the label, and they weren't any good. They were bad products. And they had bad co- – just this weekend, I had a guy come over, and I love the guy. He brings me a bag of vitamins. Says, Can you tell me what you think about these? And I'm like, okay. First ingredient, like on every product, was calcium carbonate. If you want to harden your arteries – and you really want to give yourself heart disease, and you really want to give yourself advanced atherosclerotic placking, you know, <laughs> take products that the first ingredient is calcium carbonate. It's like the worst. You know, why do you want to eat rock? I mean, it doesn't make any sense. And so I try to tell you folks, and I try to tell my friends, and I try to tell my family, look, make sure when you're taking supplements that you take the best. Because this is not a question of just you know, being cool now and taking vitamins, it's a question of your life. Let's look at let's look at nitric oxide for a second. Let's look at the spike proteins. You know, I had a dear friend of mine this weekend. She contacted me and one of Austin's friends. I mean she's like a like a daughter to me. And and she had a girl who basically had a baby. And and the baby basically, you know, it was okay. And then and then basically that she got pregnant again and then the baby died. It was a stillbirth. Now, I'm going to read you this. I'm going to read you what she wrote me. And and here's what she said. She said that basically these women, this woman basically was around people that was basically, that that had been shot up. This woman did not receive the vaccine. Let me read you exactly what she says. I have a friend who just had a stillborn baby. He was due at the end of August, and he was born August the 5th. She was super sick with COVID. She and her husband don't have the shot. They didn't get the shot. When her baby was born, he was stillborn, and they did an autopsy of the placenta, and the placenta was completely covered in blood clots. What? And she had been extremely sick. They said that the baby basically saved her life because all the blood clots had were lodged in the placenta. However, she's having an extremely tough time. You know, here's the thing. You know, this bioweapon that they've released is bad, and these blood clots are bad. I, had a, I get all these emails all the time, blood clots, blood clots, blood clots. Let's talk about that for just a second. You know, autopsy reports are revealing that the organs throughout the body literally have been literally dead cells and tiny blood clots when people die of COVID, when the real people come out and talk about it. The doctor who wrote the report in March in 2020 concluded that the pathogen or this whatever, this bioagent, this kill shot, this whatever you want to call it, this Wuhan death bioweapon, had targeted and damaged the inner lining of the blood vessels made up of endothelial cells. Okay, one month late, one month later, the New England Journal of Medicine published a study in which COVID victims had nine times more blood clots 
those who reported to die from the H1N1 flu. Now, we got to look at the blood clot for a second. This is really important because I'm getting all these emails on this. COVID and the COVID vaccines and COVID spike proteins, this is from shedding, okay, also from the injection, can damage the fragile walls of the blood vessels. They're called endothelium walls. This causes them to become weak, which exposes the blood cells to substances they do not recognize and causes them to clot as a defensive measure, which causes massive inflammation throughout the body. In addition to that, these COVID, this, this spike protein, lodges itself in the endothelial wall like a sand spur, but only half of it is in the wall. So the blood flows over this very, very quickly, and as it goes over this, it gets caught on those spikes, and it creates microclots. Well, this is a problem because then those microclots are already in the basically the bloodstream, and they get lodged in the different organs and in the tiny little capillaries that feed the cells. You know, if you're suffering with inflammatory conditions like obesity or diabetes or cardiovascular conditions or arthritis or any of these, or you're over the age of 35, you know, your blood vessels have already become compromised just because of age. Now, remember, this is so important. These endothelia cells help to regulate blood pressure and prevent inflammation. They inhibit clotting. This is part of the continual production of a compound called nitric oxide. Now, nitric oxide is absolutely essential. The body produces a lot of nitric oxide until you get to about the age of 35 or 40, and it starts to go back down. It's also used, how should I say, when a man decides to have relations with his wife, nitric oxide is critical to do that. It's also critical to maintaining healthy blood pressure. We have a product. We just got it back in stock. We had three-pack specials on it, and now I'm just going to tell you how it this, this product works. It's, it's called HGH Stimulate. It helps to produce, it helps the pituitary gland to reduce, release, you know, human growth hormone. That's why it's called HGH Stimulate. It also helps the body to manufacture and produce nitric oxide. It's so important. I cannot emphasize to you the importance of this product. Two scoops twice a day, every guy, if you're over the age of 35. It helps to maintain healthy, healthy blood pressure and helps to maintain healthy endothelial function. Remember, I read the article that has since been pulled down several months ago. I've got cop photocopies of it. That's the only reason I've got the article because it was changed. And it said the only thing that mitigated or ameliorated the damage of the spike proteins in the body were N-acetylcysteine, NAC, we've got that on the website, and nitric oxide. That's it. Those are the only two things they found. That's why it's so important to do that. I know a lot of pilots that I know. They'll take a nitric oxide supplement because it also increases O2 levels in the bloodstream when they fly, especially if they're flying a plane that's not pressurized because they fly at 10, 12,000 feet. They have reduced oxygen. They've got to make sure they maintain mental acuity, so they make sure they take nitric oxide before they fly. Vitamin E is also very important with that. So is cod liver oil. So I'm answering all of y'all's questions at once on this show today. The vitamin E, the cod liver oil, the nitric oxide, the HGH stimulate. These are all critical components to help make the immune system and, and listen, the cardiovascular system function properly. And if you want to really kick your immune system into gear, you got to throw in vitamin C, D3K2. That's really, really important. Potassium iodide and zinc. 
and also a good quercetin product like we have in our vitamin C antioxidants or like we have in the HGH stimulate. It already has quercetin in it. It's one of the reasons that it works so well as far as from a libido standpoint is not only the nitric oxide works, it helps the body to absorb zinc because of the quercetin, and that's a principal component of sperm production. So all of this stuff works together to keep you healthy. That's why it's so very important that you guys are taking your supplements. I get phone calls all the time. Well, I've got a problem with my blood pressure. I'm on this drug or that drug. He's put me on this drug or that drug. And I'm always like, look, get on the nitric oxide. Get on the vitamin E. Get on the cod liver oil. Go on a healthy cardiovascular program that we have on the website. If that doesn't work as well as it needs to, lose some weight. Usually that's always a big factor. And number two, two on that is also get a little mini trampoline. A little round trampoline, be very careful, make sure you can do that, and you're not basically old and feeble, and you basically can't walk, and now you want to bounce on a trampoline, don't do that. And if you can't quite balance on it, make sure you have something on both sides to hold on to, and start jogging on a trampoline or bouncing on a trampoline, a little tiny one, not a big one. They're dangerous. The little ones are okay. And that's one of the best exercises you can ever do to help bring your blood pressure down. Ten minutes, two, three times a day. Let's do it while you're listening to the Ted Nelson Brower Show. Just bounce around on a trampoline if your blood pressure is high. And it, it, it will be amazing to you how quickly you drop your blood pressure. I mean, it really will. And so when you combine it with the supplements, it's really interesting how quickly it all comes down and gets really normalized. But, guys, your body has to have exercise. It really does. And it's got to have movement, rhythmic, continuous movement. That's why it's so important that we – basically set up an exercise schedule for ourselves. If you're going to walk, walk on a continual, regular basis. If you're going to go to the gym, make sure you exercise, you know, four to five to six days a week in the gym. If you're going to do stretching, make sure you do stretching every single day or at least three to four times a day, especially if you have a sedentary job in which you sit a lot. This is all so important because, remember, the law of life is movement, rhythmic, continuous movement, at least one hour a day, three days a week. Nobody ever graduates from the School of Physical Conditioning. Either you continue progressing or you go downhill. Dr. Thomas Curtin wrote that almost 50 years ago, and we've got to understand that. But, guys, it's so important. Make sure you stay with Health Masters. Make sure you stay with our supplements, and make sure you realize that we're here for you. We always are, and we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. I want you to know that. And remember, too, also, this is the day the Lord has made. And we will rejoice and be glad of that. Very, very important. But I want to share all that stuff with you this morning because it's so important. I mean, I just found out a few minutes ago, right before the show started, about my friend being put on a ventilator this morning at 4. So I'm pretty upset about all that right now. But, guys, don't let yourself go there. You know, if, if you've got a problem with obesity, it's, it's that time. It's that time to start eating clean. If you want to eat clean, here's the easiest way to do it to lose weight. Make it simple. Six small meals a day. Go get yourself some grilled chicken, take the skin off of it, or rotisserie chicken, take the skin off of it, baked chicken, take the skin off of it with vegetables. Six times a day, grilled chicken and vegetables. You think, well, that's boring. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay, it is. I got I to admit that. You know, you're not going to basically be entertained by your food. You're not. But you can throw some mustard on it, and you can throw some chipotle seasoning on it or whatever you want. But the reality is... Would you rather be bored by your food for a little bit until you get the weight back under control or end up in a situation where a comorbidity is going to cause you some serious problems? You know, it's that time to really get serious about your health. I appreciate you guys. Also, what do you think and what's your next story? Well, you're exactly right about that because once you get your weight back under control, 
it's not that you have to be insanely strict with your diet anymore. Now, that doesn't mean you want to go run around and eat junk all the time. But once you get to a level where you can maintain a, a healthy weight and you keep it within a range, if you want to go out and you want to have a steak with some mashed potatoes, if you want to go out and get a good meal, go buy, go do it by all means. There's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. But the thing that you have to start doing up front is you have to be consistent with getting your calories under control. I've seen so many people that I've helped repeatedly and they'll go, man, I don't know. I'm trying to do this. And so I'll, I'll help them. I've helped numerous people. I don't do it much anymore unless it's somebody really close to me just because it takes so much time. And I started getting just too, too basically involved with trying to help out too many people. And a lot of times people didn't want to listen, you know, and they go, well, I had a grilled chicken salad today. So, okay, that's good. What'd you, what'd you put on it? Well, I put ranch. Okay, well, I don't recommend ranch. But how many teaspoons of ranch did you put on it? Well, I don't know. I didn't measure it. You didn't measure it. What'd you do? Well, I just, I just pour it on there. You, you just pour on ranch? Yeah. I'm like, you, you do understand, like, one tablespoon of ranch is like 180 calories, right? <laughs> like, how many tablespoons you put on it? Well, that was a lot. Well, you, you took a salad that was probably a couple hundred calories with grilled chicken, and you just turned it into a thousand calorie fat pill. No, that didn't work, guys. You got to understand how many calories you're eating. I had a guy that was asking me over the weekend. He's fighting his weight real bad, and uh, he's asking me, well, can I do this? I've been trying to eat cleaner, and I, I'm asking him all this stuff. I said, well, you're not drinking any sodas. He's like, oh, I like my sodas. I drink about eight, eight Cokes a day. So you drink eight Cokes a day? Yeah, I drink about eight Cokes a day. I said, dude, that's got to stop. I said, like now. <laughs> right there, you're talking pushing almost 2,000 calories just in Coca-Cola with high fructose corn syrup and phosphoric acid every day. I said, that's going to turn into non-alcoholic fatty liver disease real fast if you keep that up long term. I said, the Coke's got to stop. I said, if you can't stop them all at once, I said, taper down to them to the point where you can get down to like one Coke a day. I said, if you can't detox off AA, I've, I've, I've dealt with people. They start drinking that much soda. That, you get full detox coming off that from the sugar and the caffeine. I mean, they feel bad. So I get it. Taper it down and try to bring it into something else. And then occasionally, if you want to have a soda, go get – I think there was there's a couple ones out there. One was like I think Bart's Root Beer something like that. And it's like an organic one. You can even get it with stevia. Doesn't taste. I'm not. I've never been a soda drinker, so that's never been a, a huge thing for me. But get it under control because it's very easy to start escalating with food and with junk and with ice cream all the time. It's very easy. You start oh, you know, a little bit here, a little bit here, a little bit here. Then all of a sudden, well, I, I had a pint of this ice cream. I had a pint of that ice cream. Well, now now I'm going to courts. Now I'm bringing home courts. Now I'm bringing home multiple quarts of ice cream every single you know day when I go to the grocery store every single week, and it escalates and it escalates and it escalates. So again. Do the best you can to taper it down and get your diet back under control. That's even why we have the Eat Clean and Be Healthy cookbook. We, we all put different stuff in there from different foods that we've eaten and worked on, all of us. And so that's a really good option if you want to get ideas of food you can eat and keep them within a reasonable caloric range. And if you just you can't eat chicken and vegetables, because that's – Dad and I are pretty much on the same page. That's what I throw in rice too a lot of times when I'm because of my caloric intake, especially if I'm training. But it gets very, very boring after a while. But I don't really eat to enjoy food. You know, I just eat it as a tool. It's I need food. This is what I eat. That's it. But occasionally, I love going for a you know nice steak. I mean, there's there's absolutely nothing much better than an unbelievably perfect cooked rare filet mignon. I mean, that is just 
top-notch. But do I eat it all the time? Absolutely not. A, it's too expensive. B, I don't want to eat that much beef all the time. So, again, there's a lot of different things you can do, but Dad's exactly right. Getting this under control right now, it's going to be something we have to do. And also, too, on top of that, you definitely want to make sure you're making the right food decisions and getting the food lined up that you need. I told you guys last week. The meat buckets that we have, I got a phone call from my rep, and me and him had a very curt conversation. So I'm getting very irritated. He told me we've done a 30% price increase on them. And I'm like, this is a joke. You can't raise me up 30%. He said, dude, it's not a joke. This is what's happening. He goes, the, the meat prices are going through the roof right now. All the futures are meats are going up, 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 up. When you actually try to get it, he goes, now you can look at some of the market stuff, some of the speculation, and they manipulate that. He said, well, when you're actually talking about ordering you know, 1,000 pounds of beef, when you're talking about ordering 1,000 pounds of chicken in bulk, he said, no, it's, it's very much going up. And I said, golly, that's why I've been encouraging people. Get the food you need, whether you need food buckets, whether you want to get beans and rice, whether you get canned food, get something. Because a lot of people underestimate how much food you actually need if you're in a situation to where you're outside working, you're going around doing stuff, and you're actually eating clean food all day to function, and you're very active. It takes a lot of energy and a lot of food to maintain at least some reasonable amount of weight, and you don't start dropping weight. So again, continue to stay strong in your mind and your body and your spirit with what's going on right now. Because there's no doubt about it. It's a complete and total push to control everything. But we're seeing more people, more and more people are waking up. I saw an article earlier from the uh, professional tennis player, Jeremy Chardy. I don't know if you guys saw that. He was basically a Davis Cup winner in 2017. He's come out now and he's had to quit his entire rest of the season. Said I, I can't I can't function anymore. He said ever since I've taken the Pfizer COVID vaccine, world number seventy three, Jeremy Chardy become the latest tennis star to speak out against vaccines after experiencing what he described as I quote near paralyzing pains across his body. Since taking the jab, he warned that there is no hindsight once people have received this treatment. The 34-year-old said his priority is to take care of himself after seeing two doctors and having numerous tests in order to figure out what is going on after he's been vaccinated. He said, suddenly I can't train, I can't play, I can't do much of anything. I said, in my head, it's difficult because I do not know how long this is going to last. For the moment, my season has stopped, and I don't know when I'll resume. It's frustrating because I started the year really well. I played really well, and then I went to the games where I felt great, too. After I got the shot, now my season's on a standstill, and I do not know when I'll resume. And it's especially frustrating that I don't have you know, much less than 10 years left to play. And suddenly now, I regret having the vaccine because I could not have known what the consequences would have been. Now, he could have if you'd have done some research. That's why we're so adamant about getting the truth and telling people to do your own research out there. But this is not this is not an abnormal occurrence. This is the problem. This is becoming a normal occurrence that people are starting to have these horrible, debilitating side effects. I told you about the two individuals when I was down in Miami, the dealership I talked to, both of them full shots. And they said, man, we're so tired all the time. We can't function. We're always exhausted. The one, the one uh, sales guy, he's telling me about he was in the hospital last week, and I said – well, you got COVID? You got flu? No, I don't have anything. I test negative on everything. Every test they do, I test negative. They don't know what's going on with me. Like, I can't sleep. I can't eat. I feel horrible all the time. I have no energy. And I'm like, okay. You know? And the problem is you try to talk to them about what's going on. They go, oh, no, no, no. The shot couldn't have done that. Were you feeling good up to a couple months ago? Yeah, I felt great. Had great energy. Super vibrant. Had great, you know, doing great. How'd you feel after you got the shot? Well, after I got the shot, I felt horrible. Do you think it's possibly the injection? Oh, no, it couldn't be that. Like, all right, conversation's done. We're over with this now. And so, again, all you have to do is your own research and look at the numbers. 
Look at Australia right now. If you look at Australia's vaccine database, the Australian Government Department of Health, data of adverse event notifications, which pretty much almost every country has, you can look at it. Over the years, all the way from the year 2000 when they started this program, the 78 vaccines that have been pushed on Australia yearly average was about 300 to 800 adverse cases, adverse events cases. The entire country, three to 800 on average. The highest death they ever had one year was like six deaths. Most of them were one to two deaths per year from vaccine-related deaths. Okay, That was pretty much staple every year. It fluctuated up and down, up and down. As of 2021, this year's not even done yet, on their adverse event reporting, they've had 56,650 adverse event reports and 524 deaths. Think about that for a second. This year, not even completed yet. Beats every single year they've had the reporting system all the way back. All the way back. Every single year for the last 20 years, it's beat that in aggregate in less than one year. Now, you've got to ask yourself a question. Is anybody else seeing this? And apparently they are. That's why there's been such massive protests in Australia right now where they've had enough and they're going out and running around outside. But remember, the, the cops are shooting everybody in the face with rubber bullets because it's for their protection. You know, you're not wearing a mask, so you get shot in the face because, of course, they're, they're there just to do their job. They're, they're just doing their job and protecting the public in Australia. What a crock. And that's what we're seeing now all across the world is more people are waking up and the bigger boot is trying to get stomped out on everybody. This is why it's so crucial that we start getting together in aggregate as far as especially areas that is getting bad. Everybody has to start coming together and stop the whole divide-and-conquer routine that they're so good at promoting in the mainstream media. They put out these asinine photos and these stories that absolutely have no business even being in the news. They shouldn't even be covered, and they put them out there, and they repeat them over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Remember, if you repeat the lie long enough and you make it big enough, people will eventually believe it no matter how absurd and how bizarre it is. They've seen this numerous psychological operations. This is why we have so many individuals in the alt media that are doing nothing but promoting out their nonsense. They bring in 80 to 90 percent of true facts that are going on, and then they put just complete and tonal loony land articles out there. Just, I mean, loony to land. You're reading it and you're going, last week you're talking about how basically everybody needs to question the vaccines. Now you're going off on this tangent, a whole other topic that doesn't even have any business being written about because none of it's true. That's what you do in a psych op. You make sure you have the groups out there that talk about the topics that are true, and then you have them throw in complete and total mind bubblegum garbage that belongs nowhere. And then they can come back and they can say, listen, these are these conspiracy theorists, crazy individuals. Look at the stuff they're talking about. These guys are nuts. They belong in a padded room. Tell them to get the truck and take them home in a straitjacket. They can't be talking about this. we got to ban them. we got to ban them. It's fake news. And this is what they've done as an excuse with the psychological operations now. This is why it's so crucial. Do your own research. This is why we try to put so many articles up on the show every single day. And we're seeing more and more and more now. How far they're trying to take it. There's a new program I just saw with DARPA. This is one of the strangest things I've seen now is DARPA has now released a project known as Arcadia. And essentially what they're trying to do is reverse engineer creation and make their own Garden of Eden. Not joking. He said building from the bottom upward, they're looking at weaponizing and redirecting 
bacteria biofilms. And this is what DARPA's vision believes in the way they can create an Arcadian vision of living in harmony with nature. They want to go and take this as far as they can. This was one of the first reasonings that they brought in the gene therapy injections. This RNA gene therapy, if you remember, the FDA has never approved it for human testing, even though it's been worked on for almost 15 years. They said they do not know the long-term effects, they do not know what it's going to do, and they will not approve any human testing with gene therapy, with RNA gene therapy. That has been very clear-cut with them. And then all of a sudden, we get Operation Warp Speed. We roll this stuff out, and there just happens to be this RNA gene therapy technology that just happens to show up out of nowhere, the fastest vaccine rollout in history. If anybody believes they just came up with it in two months, come on now. And then that's why you've had Robert Kennedy Jr., who's come out and said that in, this intervention can be compared to genetically modified foods, which is controversial. Unlike other vaccines, the genetic damage, which is not always permanent, the RNA genetic damage is irreversible and irreparable, Kennedy notes. Even though the media and politicians are currently trivializing the problem and even foolishly calling for this new type of vaccine return to, return to normalcy, this vaccination is problematic in terms of health, morality, and ethics and also in terms of genetic damage he goes in the older vaccines many of which you could detoxify following the injection with rna injections they live in your body forever this clearly means if a vaccination symptom develops after an rna vaccine neither i nor any other therapist will be able to help you as the damage caused by this vaccination is likely to be genetically irreversible and kennedy said and the more research you do the more you find he's accurate on it but yet the lies don't stop. That's why they're talking about now this whole this. What I hear the other day, it's a uh, it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. There's absolutely zero facts in that whatsoever. I saw I heard Biden uh, reading teleprompter, bumbling, mumbling again the other day, and I started. I listened to part of it. It's so hard to listen to. The guy's such a clown, and I was like, "There's zero facts to this." It was, the, the the hospitals are filled with unvaccinated. That's that's not accurate at all. There's actually a lot of people that are in the hospital injected and dying. Oh, yeah, and a lot of the people that are going into the hospital, they're putting them on remdesivir and killing them and saying it's COVID. That's what's going on. And my whole thing that I've continued to say is if the vaccine's so effective, why do you care if other people don't get it, right? Since you're protected, what does it matter? Then they say, well, no, the unvaccinated are posing a problem to the vaccinated. Well, that completely and totally spins the entire narrative of the vaccine being safe and effective on its head because now you're blatantly saying that it's not effective. So which one is it? And clearly we know it has nothing to do with COVID. It's gene therapy. The virus itself, there's so many types of viruses out there. I personally, my opinion, I don't even think they know what's going along right now. The, the, the COVID testing, that whole PCR test, complete and total joke. We knew about that last year. I've seen so many people get sick with certain stuff, and they're having COVID-like symptoms, and they take two, three, four tests. They're negative every time. They got sick. They got a cold. Well, that's because there's a lot of different viruses that float around, and who knows what's mutating now among the people that are getting injected because of this RNA gene therapy and what it's doing to their bodies. And is it continually producing these spike protein toxins that they're expelling now mutating? I don't know. Nobody really knows because nobody's tested this stuff because it never needed to be tested because there's no point on having this technology used on human beings, especially 
after we saw in the ferret and cat trials when they almost all died. Very clear, you probably shouldn't go along with human trials when all the animals die in a trial, but that's just my opinion on it, Dad. What do you think? Well, I think that was exactly, that, that was the test. I believe the test was successful. You know, when all the cats and all the ferrets die, they've got a pretty good product to kill people with. I think that was the beta test. I think it was successful. Now you think, gosh, Ted, that sounds macabre. Yeah, I just didn't say that. It wasn't that. But the reality is it's, it's very, very real. When you have a clinical trial and all the animals die, there's a high probability you're going to kill all the people to take the shot too. And I'm, I'm with Austin. I think they've lost, you know, perspective and lost control and lost containment of what's out there. I think that they've released a whole bunch of different bioweapons that are extremely contagious and they're being passed and passed and passed to different people and then mutating. I don't think they have any idea. That's why they can't. That's why the PCR test. Remember the PCR test that they're still using? <laughs> this is the most amazing, the funniest part. It's not funny. It's like a nightmare. There's the fact that they've already said it doesn't work and it's not reliable. They're getting rid of it at the end of the year, but they're still using it. I mean, it's like Austin said, he tested two times, three times, four times, five times, at different results every single time. Heck, they test peanut butter and it comes up positive. You know, they test, you know, you know, butter and it comes up positive. They, they, they test, you know, urine and it comes up positive. They test, they test, you know, dirt and it comes up positive. I mean, what the heck? You actually do this thing at a 40 time magnification, you can pretty much find anything you want at that low, that, that level of a cellular, you know, you know, enlargement. So the problem that they have is this. They don't know what they're doing anymore. They've released this thing, and now it's kind of taken on its own little life, and now this is exactly what they wanted to because earlier, like I mentioned, they got to get rid of the baby boomers. they got to increase the Social Security costs. They've got to basically increase the amount of taxes they're bringing in to cover all these new green deals they want to come up with, and the baby boomers run the way because they're no longer productive units. Yeah. When you're 50, 60, 70 years old or 80 years old or 90 years old and you're no longer working, they consider yourself, as Henry Kissinger would say, as a basically useless eater. I talked to a friend of mine the other day, and I've been reading the guy's stuff for years and years and years. Brilliant, brilliant man. And he said one of the primary people that are involved in all of this eugenics is Henry Kissinger. I said, you're absolutely right. And I said, I've met Henry Kissinger. And he said, oh, you have? I said, yeah. And he goes, what do you think about him? I said, I felt like I needed to get into a shower and scrub myself down with lye soap. He was that just, he just, he just like was dripping evil. And you think, gosh, Ted, you don't really talk about people like that. Well, uh, Kissinger, I'll make an exception. He was like that. He was pretty awful. And Bill Cosby was pretty awful. And Robert Schuler, <laughs> he was pretty bad. You know, and those are the key people that I really look back on in my time in the seminar circuit when I was doing these huge seminars around the world. Well, it wasn't around the world. It was the United States and Canada. Uh, you know, I realized that, you know, these are the really the core people that were pretty much horrible all of the time that I talked to them and I met them. You think, well, that's that's terrible. Well, yeah. But remember, a lot of people say that Robert Shuler Sr. was a high-level Mason. Yeah, they do, don't they? Yeah, they do. Like with normal Vincent Peale and all the rest of these guys. A lot of people say Bill Cosby is a Mason. Remember, he's sitting there and he's basically – putting out that Masonic hand sign over and over, the inverted pyramid, over and over, all those interviews, please get me out of prison, please get me out of prison. And they got him out of prison. So all these different people and the Masonic influences and the Kabbalah influences in our society are, are pretty much out there, but nobody wants to see them because this group runs the planet. They want their new Atlantis, but we could do another whole show on that, but we won't do it today. By the way, now Trump is crawfishing on why he did not get rid of Fauci, saying to be too much blowback if he had done it, because everybody's saying, well, why didn't you get rid of Fauci? Why? Well, let me tell you why Fauci wasn't fired. 
because the people who controlled Donald Trump told him not to fire Fauci. So Trump can pretty much make all the excuses he wants while he's out of office. The other question would be, why didn't you pardon the people from January the 6th, Donald? You're the one who called for the rally on January the 6th. Why did you not pardon the people that came up there and listened to what you told them to do? Hmm? Why didn't you pardon them? You know, why didn't you contest the election when it was clearly stolen? Why didn't you do everything within your constitutional rights to fix it? Hmm? That's the other question. And why do people still believe in Q? Oh, that's right. Q says that Donald Trump's already president, and he was reinstated as president of the United States back in August. That would be last month, and they're still so deluded by this they believe it. And when you say to them, it's not true, he's not president. You don't know what you're talking about. Donald Trump is the president of the United States right now. He's sitting in the Oval Office. I'm like, dude, they're going to take the little short bus and pick you up pretty quick. I said, you ain't thinking through this. But it's again, it's the normalcy bias. Then it goes to willful ignorance and all the rest of the stuff that I talked about on Hagman that I won't cover today. But the point is this. People need to realize that a lot of what they believe simply isn't true. I mean, even the New York Times is now saying that there was an FBI informant and a handler who were involved in the January 6th violence of the Capitol who helped to push the violence. So the FBI was pushing a big false flag to get people arrested. Wow. Think about that for a second. Another article says hospital whistleblower reports that doctors and hospitals do not repeat report vaccine injury deaths. This is Deborah Conrad. She revealed that health care providers, including hospitals, have failed to report massive numbers of vaccine deaths to the CDC's vaccine adverse events reporting system, despite the fact that it is required by law. She saw a large increase in pneumonia cases after people started receiving a COVID shot. She also saw increases in heart attacks, strokes, gastrointestinal bleeding. That's from the lesions that are being caused by the spike proteins cutting into the intestinal wall. We talked about that earlier. Appendicitis, pancreatitis, and recurrent cancers. Conrad began reporting patient injuries, and it took up much of her time. In less than a month, she reported just herself 15 vaccine-related incidents to theirs. She was immediately ordered to stop the reports. Of course she was. The CDC data shows that between December the 14th and September the 10th, a total of 700,000 adverse events have occurred with 14,000 deaths. A 2011 study by Harvard Pilgrim Healthcare states that fewer than 1% of vaccine adverse reports are reported. That means that the official numbers must be multiplied by around 100, which means that about 70 million adverse reactions have occurred and 1.5 million deaths have occurred just in the United States. And that's not even taking into consideration the deaths that are going to occur within the next few months, few years from these blood clots that are being caused everywhere. By the way, New York State now has said that workers who are fired or not for not getting vaccinated will not be eligible for unemployment insurance. Governor Kathy Hochul, who's probably a hardcore Kabbalist, you guys can do your own research on that, said on Sunday that the New Yorkers who are fired for refusing to get vaccinated won't be eligible for unemployment insurance. The announcement comes two days. Okay, I said that too quickly. The announcement comes two days from Monday's deadline for New York City teachers and state health care workers to get the vaccine. The teachers took the mandate to court and a federal judge, surprise, surprise, a hardcore, how should I say, judge as far as from a liberal standpoint sided with the teachers and temporarily blocked the nyc from enforcing the vaccine mandates however listen the case was referred to a three-judge panel even though the first judge apparently was not a hardcore liberal the three-judge panel and a final decision expected this week so now they're saying that it's not going to make any difference they're going to have to get the vaccine 
or basically, how should you say, get fired. Now, think about that for a second, how horrible this is for the people up in New York and what's happening. Now, you know, these, it was so interesting because this Kathy Hulshield, she actually threatened to fire workers at hospitals and nursing homes and replace them with foreigners. Are you listening? I mean, with people coming in from other countries? If they don't submit to being vaccinated by Monday, about 19% of New York's hospital workers and 18% of nursing home employees are unvaccinated, according to official data. I believe it's a bit higher than that. Hochul plans to call a state of emergency. Of course she is, due to the expected shortage of health care workers because of this policy. She's calling a state emergency due to an expected shortage of health care workers because she's forcing them to do something they won't so they quit. The jobs will be available to health care professionals licensed in other states or other countries and to medically trained and National Guard members. Hochul announced that if workers are fired for not being vaccinated, they will not be eligible for unemployment insurance. I really dislike this woman. I really do. They seem to put the person in they want, haven't they? Wow. I appreciate you guys. I love you. I hope you had a great weekend. I really do. Been a rough one for me with my friends and people coming down with all of these diseases and dying and being put on ventilators. So guys, pray for me and the family. Really, really not, nice to do that when you do that for me. Forgive me that my mind is not 100% with the show today. I'm just very distracted by all the stuff that's happening around me in my personal life. And, guys, I love you. I really do. And I thank you for being here for me and praying. I thank you for supporting Health Masters. I really do. You guys are absolutely the best. And always remember, this is the day the Lord hath made, and we will rejoice, and we'll be, we will be glad at it. And, guys, always remember to put Jesus Christ first, and always remember to pray. I love you guys. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Absolutely. And again, as we continue to see a lot of countries all around the world, I think Alberta now is starting to drop draconian measures and uh, numerous other countries now I'm starting to see are basically they've, they've had enough of this now. A lot of ones have said, hey, we're done. We're not, we're not going to, we're no longer going to, um, basically do this anymore. And so, uh, excuse me, Alberta hasn't dropped it. I was thinking of one of the Scandinavian one I have in front of me. And so as, as you see this divide now where certain countries are saying, dude, we're done. Certain states are saying we're done. And at the same time, you're seeing other countries like Australia and Canada go completely and totally authoritarian out of control. I saw an article earlier, Alberta introduces a 20 pages of regulations covering how many feet Alberta residents must stand apart, how many house guests they can have, and forbidding them from congregating in groups indoors. <laughs> this is insane. One of the letters from the nurses says the pandemic has nothing to do with health and everything to do with controlling the populace. And this is exactly what we're seeing now. Now, Norway is saying that they are going to treat COVID as a common flu and will classify it and treat it as such now, of course, because that's basically it's a mutated flu version. And when you treat it naturally, when you actually give your body the raw nutrients and the vitamin C, even if you go to the doctor, get intravenous, the body's working on beating it. You're not pumping it full of remdesivir, an antiviral drug that's been directly linked to death. Okay, let's let's maybe do something a little bit more productive for the immune system in the body besides injecting an intravenous antiviral drug that's only been out for five years. Just think about that for a second. Also, too, if you guys need anything, be sure to check out the website, healthmasters.com. We're getting a lot more inventory, getting caught back up on everything. The quercetin formula, really, really good formula, back in stock, on sale right now. Also, the HGH Stimulate, back in stock. 
We've got that running now. We'll probably be putting the three-pack special up back on that. And um, got the huge batch of the food buckets in. The Ultimate Multiple Powder is going to be coming in this week. And Acetylcysteine's in stock. We just, you know, we're, we're doing the best we can to provide the highest quality supplements and nutrients for all of our customers and all of our family. So if you need anything, feel free to give us a call. And thank you again for getting these articles and these shows and forwarding them out there. This is all of us together, working together to make a difference. I mean that sincerely right now. The more I go out and the more I talk to people, the more I'm finding that people are really starting to realize something's wrong. Something isn't adding up. And the more people stand up and question it and say to other people, what's going on? What do you think about this? The more it has a trickle-down effect and the easier and faster and more aggressive we can combat this unbelievably totalitarian, nonsensical lie that has been pushed on the entire populace. That's the biggest thing we can do right now and making sure that our children know the truth and that they don't follow in suit of what they're trying to push right now. That's why the public school systems need to be absolutely getting put on blast, blast at the school board meetings. If they're promoting this critical race theory, they're promoting this communist agenda, and especially if they're keeping these children wearing masks, that is unacceptable to me on every level. The fact that these children in a lot of these states are still being forced to wear muzzles like dogs is so egregious to me, I can't even describe anymore. It's out completely out of control. And so it's really important. Parents stand up in unison. One or two people can't make enough change. You start getting 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 parents at school board meetings pitching a fit. You start having parents say, tell their kids not to wear masks. Civil disobedience is the only option on any of these topics right now. So thank you again for the support. Stand strong. Do you need anything? Healthmasters.com. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. I'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.